Welcome back, everybody. It's time for a new Let's Talk About Star Wars. I'm Garrett Weinzerl, here, as sometimes, with Jenny Josephson and Tom Merritt. Welcome back, you two. It's episode 66. We <laughs> let Tom talk first. Damn <laughs> Execute episode 66. <laughs> I literally was waving my arms. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, we it has been so We're long back. since we did one of these and I am instantly missing the show with that with that beginning. <laughs> Just, I am instantly I'm instantly reminded of how much I need this in my life. So. Uh, well thanks to the Mandalorian for bringing us all back together, right? <laughs> there yeah. is still some Star Wars out there in the galaxy. It turns out there there is. There is still there is still some more amongst the stars. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, we've never really had any any sort of official designation for the uh, irregularity with which this podcast records. But I guess this is a good time to say that we're back with a new season of Let's Talk About Star Wars to follow the new season of The Mandalorian. Uh, at least that is our plan, as it currently is. And the timing's great because I'm going to be gone next week. So you two will have to do the ep- episode one without me. <laughs> But right. Uh, what's that about, Garrett? My gosh. My gosh. That's so, I've been married for five years. That's what that's about. We're going to go. Oh, congrats on that. Okay, that's a, a good bit. reason. Yeah. 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 We're going to have as much of a celebration as uh, the year 2020 will let us have. This reminds me, you never see wedding anniversaries in Star Wars. I'm I'm thinking about long-term relationships in Star Wars and there's not a lot of them we see, one. right? Because We've there's Leia and Han that are already broken up by the time we catch back up with them. Yeah, in the original trilogy there's, it ends before they get married and then in the sequel trilogy it is over by the time we get back on board. I right. Think it was Owen and Baru's anniversary on Blue Milk Day and that turned out very poorly. I, was that their anniversary? Wow, no, no wonder they didn't acknowledge it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm somebody go to Wikipedia and look that up please. I need confirmation. <laughs> yeah, so are those the only three definitively married couples in I the mean, movies? I mean, Obi-Wan and Anakin were all but married. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't legal whole, in the Republic. The whole Padme-Anakin <laughs> thing was like secrets. It's not like they could be like... Yeah, Padme and Anakin were married. We never saw them celebrate an anniversary. Uh, Owen and Beru and Leia and Han, which we never saw when they were married. We only knew that mm. they were. Mm. Luke and Mara Jade were married for like 20 years and everything was fine and it was great. I'm sure they celebrated a lot of anniversaries, but that was taken out of canon. They got fat and had wonderful children. They had a great time. Yeah. They they were fat and happy. Uh, Yeah. This is our topic today, by the way. If y'all were hoping for a preview episode about The Mandalorian Mandalorian season two, whatever. We we, we got you. We actually, that's, that was just a, that (laughs) was a headline. Talk about matrimony in Star Wars. (laughs) The the topic you've been demanding. Space marriage is what brings us together today. (laughs) Reha and, uh, uh, Jimmy Smith. The oh, Queen of well, do, we, do we ever see her? I guess we see her when they one drop shot, off Leia. All right. All right. Never that counts. Gonna stop on this topic now. This yeah. is someone else's fault. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess we, we experience a lot more married couples in uh, the, the animated series than we do in the films proper. Oh yeah, no. If you bring in Clone Wars, Rebels, etc., mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been on a big rewatch. I've been like sparsely rewatching Rebels and The Mandalorian season one, uh, leading mm-hmm. up to this because it kind of kind of felt like maybe they would both be important, mm-hmm. just a little bit. So, uh, but yeah, since we, I mean, it's it's like 
before we get to Mandalorian season two preview, it's been a quiet Star Wars year, just overall. I uh, think that's very much on purpose. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I, for one, was less excited rewatching Rise of Skywalker once it was out on digital than I thought I would be. Oh, yeah, same. Uh, and I think that's maybe a trend. And I think Lucasfilm is treading carefully knowing that everyone loves Mandalorian, maybe they'll just focus on what's working before they tiptoe into anything else. Uh, and I mean, 2020 shut down a lot of releases and productions and all of that, but I don't think they would have done anything even if there wasn't a global pandemic. It seems like this was their plan was just to go quiet after Rise of Skywalker until Mandalorian season two. Yeah, I mean, I share your opinion. I watched it again recently and I was like, oh, this is a mess. And I, it, it really made me think about how much belief and hope and a big movie theater full of people can carry you along through not just one, but like multiple viewings. Uh, and then when you really get back and you dissect it, it's like, ooh, that's a lot of jumble. It's like a big yeah. jumble. You you have to it's, work to forgive a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It it the the further I get from its release date, the more it enters the the categorization of my brain where films like Spider Man Three live. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ouch. Well, I just I just think of like, like without getting too harsh on it because I do think Spider Man Three is I mean particularly nobody bad ever movie, danced but. in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> but would it have improved the movie? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, yeah, that's a good not. fair point. Yeah, but but yeah, specifically your your comment of it being a mess, Jenny, is is what makes me think of Spider Man Three because it's another movie where I'm just like, there's just too much happening here. And there was not- too many movies in Spider Man Three, yeah. and yeah. that's very true of Rise. It was yeah. sort of like a Frankenstein if Frankenstein mm. was made out of different people's scripts. It's a metaphor <laughs> for how Palpatine <laughs> ended up in that movie. Kinda, yeah. It was just yeah. like a lot of different scripts stitched together into a barely lumbering thing, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, uh, it's barely alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ugh. anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. Boy, we have set up a bunch of email chains, huh? I'm sure uh, we have. Um, <laughs> but I mean, with kind of picking up on, I, I feel like we had a bit of this conversation at the end of the Mandalorian season one because it came after. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, and it kind of felt like, oh, I'm way more excited about this, yeah, than, than you know the big you know theatrical experience we had just a month before, um, mm-hmm. and you know you have to, I don't know, I'm sure, I'm sure Disney had high hopes for the Mandalorian, but I, I have to imagine uh, it surpassed their their greatest hopes in terms of the so. reception. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, did you guys, before we jump in right into the trailer, did you guys get a chance to watch the behind the scenes documentary of the Mandalorian? Oh, boy, yes. Did that enhance my appreciation of that already enhanced appreciation of that show? Yeah, I thoroughly, uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Tom, did you watch it? I watched episode one. And. But. but Taika. You missed Taika. You missed the best part. I, I need to. I need to watch the rest. It's really good. You spend like episodes one through five of the behind the scenes documentary going. They better talk about Baby Yoda, and then they they do, but not enough. And then you're like, they better talk about Baby Yoda again. But if you really want to enjoy Werner Herzog, uh, uh, just waxing philosophical on the baby, 
I would uh, I would highly recommend it. Like it just is good. It's a good behind the scenes. It really enhances your appreciation of the crazy way that they film it with the volume, uh, and which just won a whole bunch of awards uh, uh, at the Emmys. I, I really I, I we took a lot from it and uh, uh, really made us excited for this upcoming uh, season. We had a uh, visual effects artist on Daily Tech News Show, and one of the things she mentioned uh, during our conversations was that everybody comes and now says, can we do what the Mandalorian did? And she's like, sure. How much money you got? <laughs> like, How many TVs do you have in your house? Yeah. Like, uh, so yeah, it's, it's actually super cool. And, and the part on the music, it's worth it alone for the episode on the music where you can see Ludwig Goranson's crazy wall of buttons and dials and switches that did make different noises. I, I, I literally, when I saw it, I went, ah, like that was the noise that makes. I was so excited about all the different ways that you could make different sounds. Uh, uh, for this and many other musical compositions. So anyway, that was exciting. Yeah, it also made me even realize that uh, Bryce Dallas Howard was someone who directed these episodes because that didn't even register in my brain that it was like the same Bryce Dallas How Howard from movies like Jurassic World where, to be honest, I didn't walk away with like glowing opinions. <laughs> but, That's because you were wearing heels. Oh, yeah. I would have run away unrealistically quickly <laughs> uh, if that were if that were the case but but you know being reminded of that and getting to listen to her talk about her directing experience on on the mandalorian i was like oh my god there's so many more layers to bryce dallas howard than just jurassic park sequels that i'm not the biggest sure. fan of women yeah. we got layers man <laughs> who knew yeah, oh, wait, women did. And they've yeah. been saying it for decades. Yeah, but definitely, yeah, Tom definitely watched the music episode. Jenny is absolutely right. That one is particularly uh, a particular high point. Show me the one whose safety deemed such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. Let's talk trailers, because we have now had two of them. And we're so damn close to season two starting up at the beginning of this episode. I don't think we're going to be getting any more. Or do you think we're no. going to get like an 11th hour day before? I think we might get those TV recuts that occasionally slip in a new scene or two uh, in a 60 second commercial. It's like, wait, that wasn't in the other trailer. But I don't think we get much more than that. This uh I was thinking too, cause I was, I was rewatching the trailer, you know, while typing up some quick notes for this episode and thinking to myself, this feels in a way surprisingly analogous to the lead up to theatrical star Wars releases. Yeah. Just right? in the way it's living in my brain and my, and my personal hype level. Um, <laughs> and also after, again, to throw rise of Skywalker under yet another bus after that movie, I probably wouldn't be as particularly excited for another star Wars movie, but I am really excited for season two of the Mandalorian because just how damn good the first season was. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of surprised we haven't gotten a longer form trailer, which makes me think about just how 
how damn steeped in mystery I think season two is. Like how many weeks? So yeah, there's two reasons you don't have a longer trailer. One is you don't have good stuff and you're hiding it, which I, you know, there's, there's a chance that that's it. And we're all going to come out of this like, oh my gosh, what happened? I doubt that. I seriously doubt that's it. The other is you've got too much stuff. You want to keep a surprise and you know, people are going to watch it. So you don't need to convince them to watch it. You need to tease them to get them excited. And that's what they're doing. So I kind of feel like it's that it's that second one where they're like, we've got lots of surprises in here for you and we don't want to ruin them. I just think it's super important to note that Luke Skywalker is alive at this time and trying to build a Jedi school. And that's all I'm really going to say about it. And there's all those rumors about Ahsoka. Sure. They even cast her. Right. I mean, did they, did Did they they cast her? Never confirmed it. I don't know. Disney never officially confirmed it. Yeah. They know how to de-age Mark Hamill. I'm just saying. They're going to hit the wrong button. He's ordering a ciabatta. No tomatoes. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, those, should those we talk about commercials this actual... went from amazing to overplayed very quickly um, yeah they did yeah, yeah I think we should talk about the uh, the actual trailer because um, it's kind of what I was leading up to by talking about just how steep the mystery it is because I think what, what we, they have decided is okay to show in this trailer boy it really just looks like more of the Mandalorian and that is not a that is not a, a I'm not taking a shot at it but it really just watching these two trailers again to me it was just like Oh, it's just, it's just more Mandalorian. They're not even showing things we know about from the final episode as if like, uh, some people may not have caught up yet. So let's not show them Giancarlo Esposito. Let's not show them <laughs> the dark saber. Let's, yeah. let's just like, you know, let's save even some of the things from the end of that season, uh, for people to discover when they join Disney plus and watch all of season one to catch up, uh, with season two. I really, really felt that from these trailers, like we're only going to show you things you already know about. Yeah. And it, and, and, and this is where my brain now lives, uh, having just seconds ago before we started the, the call for this recording, having rewatched these, these trailers is like, it made me also think about how, what, like what a complete and utter amazing achievement it was keeping baby Yoda a secret right? for season one. Uh, like there wasn't a whiff of the child in season one trailers. Um, and then like it's and I don't even know how, I'm still trying to think about like how the hell did they pull that off? Because it's at the end how of the did first they damn episode. The merchandise unit of Disney not to just manufacture yeah, thousands if I know anything, of them and have it leak out. If, if I know anything, it's I I find out new things about Star Wars from new Lego sets before the totally. first trailer even comes out. That's that's the world I I live in. So well, that was why there was such a delay of adorable baby Yodas on the market. They just made that choice and it was a good one because, yeah. uh, which I will say that the baby Yodas that are on the market right now have all migrated to TikTok. <laughs> and if you have not checked out Star Wars baby Yoda TikTok, you might need it in 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 a mood boost kind of way because it's really yeah. delightful. Consider it a prescription. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing we are uh, authorized to prescribe is baby as Yoda doctors TikTok. of Star Wars, we yeah. prescribe baby Yoda. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dr. Star Wars. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, as, as mentioned, looks like more Mandalorian, but at the same time, uh, I think especially, you know, trailer one, trailer two feels almost like a TV spot, even though it's, you know, maybe a little long. I think it comes in a minute almost exactly. Um, but trailer one is very moody, 
in a, in a musical way. Um, and also they like the majority of it is just reuse VO from season one and near the end of season one, but it's the VO of the armorer sending Mando off on his quest to reunite the child with, uh, it's people or as the Mandalorian so eloquently puts it enemy sorcerers. <laughs> That's going to go well. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that started getting my gears turning again. And, and even after rewatches, I had to think about it a second time. Cause like just looking at the visuals, it's like, eh, it's more a Mandalorian, but yeah, I think about that VO and the choice of that VO specifically, even though it is reused and it's like, Oh, we're, we're, we're heading into Dave Filoni mystical Jedi town in season yeah. two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and we do we do get a, a look at something that might be a new character. Uh, it's just often the person off in the distance. It shows up while they say enemy sorcerers, implying that it's a Jedi. Don't know. I mean, they don't give us anything about that shrouded character, but the but it's there. That's something new. Boy, does that ever feel like it could be a like a trailer like bait like that that character yeah, in that scene just will the, not like appear in, or, or yeah, shown. right. It's probably like, like that scene won't even be in Mandalorian or it's you know, the guy that sells him water before he, he takes off yeah. <laughs> or the, uh, yeah. Or it, it, again, it's like added. I think of, um, the Hulk in Hulk form in, uh, infinity war trailers, because in the movie itself, he never appears in Hulk form. Um, and they just added him in the trailers to mess with people and throw him off the sound uh-huh. of where the story was going. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Hmm. I could see that character just being replaced by by one with blue Montreals. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep, that sure seems. Yeah. Or a hooded figure with a very distinct silhouette, and you don't even need to I get mean, that detailed. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that uh, one of the things that was so cool about that was uh, all the iconic imagery and characters and and you know species that they're using to point you in various directions like the second they start talking about like how am i supposed to find uh these evil sorcerers there you see uh a tuscan raider on the back of a mm-hmm. uh, help me giant elephant creature on Bantha. tatooine thank you Bantha, yep. uh i'm rust i'm star wars rusty you guys uh, like a rust colored bantha like a rust colored bantha and so like you're they're really just gonna torture you with this stuff um there's a lot of there's gamorians there's like like you could definitely spend some time more time on tattooing seems yeah it seems like right yeah. i mean the it, if they're on a, uh, a a world that has gamorians and Tuscan Raiders on Banthas that's not Tatooine. I'm very curious how that yeah. happens. Right? Yeah, I mean, we got, we got uh, like very specifically what they're now referring to as off-world Jawas. Um, and I right. Guess, yeah, so like, like, you know, different species can travel, although... Humans travel all over the place. Uh, Twi'leks travel all over the place. Yeah, I, I guess Tuscan Raiders could, but the, the idea with Tuscan Raiders is that they're native to Tatooine, right? They're the native population, yeah, whereas double- Jawas are scavengers. Jawas are parasites. <laughs> and if you, which I just did, finally got around to reading the Obi-Wan Kenobi book, one of the last Legends books that ever came out, um, they do a lot of in-depth stuff about Tusken Raiders uh, in that book that I feel like is almost definitely going to seep over a little bit into, Mm -hmm. because the Mandalorian in season one already showed you another side of the Jawas and actually another side of the Tusken Raiders. And I feel like that now having gone back and read that Obi-Wan book, which I highly recommend because as far as I'm concerned, it could just stick right into 
like canon and not really impact much uh, and really give you maybe a possible sense of where they might be going with another Disney Plus series. Hello. Mm-hmm. Going into but, the next um, I am, uh, I would look forward to that because they've, they've done a lot with deepening out character characters and species on this show that I'd like to see continue. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of that was the, the whole Tusken Raiders being local thing was doubled down on in the season one of The Mandalorian. Yep, um, that'd be cool. But yeah, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, like watching this this trailer, there are only two confirmed planets, which is A, Tatooine, and B, Navarro, which is was our mm-hmm. base of operations in season one. Um, everything else to me is could be up to interpretation. Um or are just like kind of too vague to have any kind of clue. I have no idea where this like dockyard situation is. It could be any planet as far as I'm concerned. Well, and probably are, maybe not Tatooine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are some Mon Cala and, and related folks floating around that dock, right? I, I spent a lot of time freeze framing that, mm-hmm. uh, those couple of shots. Maybe. Uh, yeah, uh, Maybe. P- possibly because we haven't se- we've never done live action Moncala before. No, we've we visited it in I, Clone Wars. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't even think it showed up in Rebels, if I remember correctly. So that would be that'd be very fresh <laughs> for uh, for live action Star Wars yeah. to deal with uh, the fish people. <laughs> the fish people, <laughs> <laughs> the fish people of Moncala. <laughs> I believe they're called the Mon Calamari, which I'm suddenly hungry. Uh, mm. So, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Uh, we got little baby Yoda there and learning to operate his own um, uh, little cradle pod uh, <laughs> in a completely adorable way. Yeah, uh, baby Yoda seems to now uh, understand when murder is about to happen and doesn't really want to be a party to it. Yeah. <laughs> It was probably the most, I mean, because it had the child, it was the most popular thing that I saw referenced, but people were always referencing his like, oh, no, not even, not going to get involved. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, there's just a ton of Mando and and the child in this first trailer. Um, And a lot of them on a mysterious ice planet. Like a lot of this in my mind gets boiled down to what are the locales we're going to. And so uh-huh. I see an ice planet and my first thought is Hoth. But if I started thinking about implication to force wheelers, I go, Nope, Nope. Ilum. Which eventually becomes Starkiller base, even though right. the force awakens what? makes no point of mentioning that at all. What? Yeah. It, I mean, I yeah. know Ilum from the game that I love that we played. Yeah. The oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, well, also Rusty. Clone Wars. It was a yeah. it was a major set piece in Clone Wars, uh, and Ahsoka returns to it in the Ahsoka novel. Yes. Um, wow, Ilan became Starkiller base, and they just took all that energy and shot it out into space. Yes, including that makes uh, so much more sense. Yeah, I mean, J.J. Abrams also took any reference of Ilum and shot out into space because they never mentioned it in the movie. <laughs> That's a bummer. Well, I know. Who would know? They did talk about it in Star Wars Resistance because they go there, there in 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 the series. Oh man, mm. I for have for I have completely forgotten about Resistance, <laughs> except for uh, uh, what was it, uh, Orca and uh, Bird Dude. Those are the only two characters that reside <laughs> in my memory. <laughs> Orca and Bird Flicks Dude. Flicks and Orca. There we go. Yeah, Flicks. Yeah. 
But um, I tried so hard with that show. I tried. It. it we all did. <laughs> it got it got uh, watchable by the end. That's how I felt. <laughs> That's a really good. It, yeah, season two is watchable. Um, it it does not live up to its predecessors, in my opinion. But uh, <laughs> the dog agrees. But Sawyer always agrees. But yeah, I, do we think we're 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 doing it? We're going to Ilum, and if we are, uh, we're gonna get like a like a ghost Yoda showing up. Uh, I guess he was still alive when he was like chatting with Ezra and folk when they were visiting Jedi temples and rebels. Yeah, but this isn't this five years after the rebellion. Yes, so Yoda would not be alive anymore. Yoda's out. Obi Wan's out. It doesn't necessarily stop present. Jedi from talking to you. But yeah. Totally. Ahsoka's out. Yeah, they could go and hang, hang with some force ghosts. That would be cool. But I feel like that is like a, a Jedi to Jedi reserved communication. And if I were going to be talking of a little green old man to a little green baby man, I would save it for like season three. That's just a thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems gratuitous to have yeah. Mandalorian see a force ghost. Yeah. Uh, unless you're very carefully introduced why. Yeah. Uh, it would many. almost have to be like you introduce a Jedi character who then yeah. somehow communes with Yoda to get information that is needed to return the child to where they need to go. Maybe see that. That's about yeah. the only way I could think. Of. Yeah. There or, are or... many live Jedi still around, including one Shmezra, uh, somewhere out in the whale, the whale space. No, no. Luke Skywalker in, in return of the Jedi is the last next to Leia. Oh, right. That's yep. It. Yep. That's right. That's, That's right. Yep. The, only yep. the only one. Yep. The only one. The yep. only one. Except his sister. There is another one, but but not more than one. But not more than one. There is another's. There is there is more others. There is more others. <laughs> this is like recounting re Neil Armstrong. I said uh, one small step for a man. I hey, said man. there are others. Hey man. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready. Uh, please give me something to watch on October 30th and then please, please release all the rest of the episodes faster. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, might, I might need them. Only eight. We only get eight episodes, which I is know. good because it means they'll, they'll more likely to be good episodes, but man, I could, I could use more. If I get another gunman heist episode as one of those eight though, I'm going to be grumbly. Hmm. What other genres would they pull though? They've already done heist. <laughs> oh, you can do a heist. Just make it interesting. They'll do they'll do a race. It'll be a oh, fast and furious episode I would of be Mando. So here with, for that that. With pods. I live my life a quarter parsec at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi are all about family. Uh, oh boy. Uh, uh, one of the most made fun of things in the car community of the first Fast and the Furious is danger to manifold. So would it be danger to motivator? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. That's good. That'd just be great. And then, but for some reason, the floor panel would fall out when that message mm -hmm. shows up, which has nothing to do with a manifold on any car. So, yeah. Yeah. This feels more like something for Solo than for Mandalorian, mm -hmm. frankly. I mean, that was Solo, really. Yeah. Solo is a Fast and the Furious Star Wars movie. Totally. Which is why I like well, it. That's so much. another character who's alive at this time. Who? They wouldn't do that. Han Solo. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Han's alive. With a guy who's been contracted to play him just kind of like hanging out there. He's probably uh, settling down with Leia raising Ben. Yeah. Feels at off this story. point. 
So it's you can safely keep him away. Yeah. I'm just throwing names out there. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. No, throwing names. Throwing names. Yeah, I mean, um, Luke's setting up our... an academy. Han's busy with his new family. Leia's I don't. Whole I don't see thing. them bringing in any any no. Skywalker saga characters. That I kind break, of hope they don't. That would break the rules of that they have them set up for themselves, which is those stories are done. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would assume. I mean, I guess they. There are X wing. If I'm Dave Filoni, I can bring in. I can see myself wanting to bring in characters from other products that I've been in charge of, which would explain Ahsoka Tano rumors, right? I Are can we see that. Finally, get a live action uh, Hondo up in here. You mean beyond the Galaxy's Edge one? <laughs> I mean, is it live action if it's like rubber? If it's uh, yeah, if it's animatronic. Uh, I yeah, hmm, he's such a comic character. I don't know if he fits. You know, I feel like there's room in the Mandalorian for for some comedy. Sure, but he, I mean, like his looks and his speaking and everything. Does it fit the tone? I feel like you could make it fit the tone. I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Can you make it fit the tone? You'd have to change him from his like goofy Clone Wars character for sure. I mean, do you have to? Because things like uh, or not Clone Wars, not Clone Wars. His Clone Wars character would actually work better. The goofy Rebels character yeah, is the one that point. you'd have to change him from, and he's going to be even older by then. So I don't know if he's still around. Yeah, I mean, it's a little, you know, kind of like the Pirates of the Caribbean formula. Like everyone else is serious except Jack Sparrow. Sure, but Jack Sparrow is also the main character. In later movies, and I think that was the issue with later movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I named my new car Hondo. Uh, I, I, I definitely want more Hondo, but I'm not uh, sure he fits in the You named your new car Hondo or you misspelt your registration? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a Honda, so it was kind of easy. But. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, Jenny, uh, I think you, you dropped out on us for a second, but we were trying to figure out if we would have Hondo Anaka show up in this season. I mean, they already have a very light, nice animatronic version of him that's, that's currently what I doing said nothing. Yep. Why not? <laughs> read my mind. Oh, man. Yeah. Would it be gratuitous to uh, visit Black Spire? I think that's fair game. I, I think that's, that's cool. Yeah, because it can be long before the Black Spire you visit yeah. at the park. Yeah. So you don't have to have the Millennium Falcon there. You don't have to have Ray and Kylo there. You can, you can be, it can be a cool backstory. The way visiting Tatooine felt like a cool post story. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't throwing it in your face. Like here I am. Oh, look, there's a land speeder with two droids and an old man and a boy in it. What's that? Well, never mind. Like they didn't do anything cheesy like that because they were in a different time period. And I think you could do that with Black Spire. I think that'd be kind of cool. Cause that property is currently a little bit underused. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I just storytelling wise, um, it's one of those things where I don't want them to make it happen, but if they're suddenly breaking a story and they're like, Oh, you know, what's that, that kind of location is black spire. Let's use that. I think that's totally valid. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I agree. I just rewatched the Tatooine episode too. And I, I like it even better the second time. Yeah. Because that was one of the ones I didn't rewatch. Because I was rewatching both of the episodes like within the same week that they released last season, but I skipped that one for whatever reason. But yeah, and there's just a lot of uh, a lot of directions they 
could go. Um, so we, there seems to be a severe lack of Ahsoka, uh, which we've been dancing around the whole uh, this whole episode. Do we think if it turns out that it's true and Ahsoka is involved in this season, do you, do you think beginning, middle, or, or end is when Ahsoka shows up? Oh, and they're going to torture us. Yeah, late, late, middle at the earliest, right? Mm. Like six or seven uh, at the earliest. And I think she's someone who maybe shows up for one episode, maximum two, but I think one episode just to help him along in his search. Oh, that'd be Because he needs info on Jedi and she is somebody who's hiding out and is not a Jedi, but knows a lot about them. Or they just deploy her the same way they did as Rebels, where she's a, a pretty major force for a season, disappears, we don't know the fate of her, mm. and then maybe pops back up at the very, very end. Right. She could be a secret voice helping him along, and we wouldn't know it's Ahsoka, but they've kind of done that, so that'd be obvious. We do Fulcrum all over again? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd be new for the, I feel like it'd be new for the majority of the viewing audience. Yeah, I guess it'd be kind of exciting for the those of us who are in the know. Mandalorian is totally like catching a much wider net full of viewers than I think something like Rebels did. They, but I, I, I don't see them doing that. I, yeah. I see them bringing in Ahsoka for a very limited amount of time. Mm. Yeah, it's not her show. She's yeah, just, exactly. She's just going to be there and maybe set up some other shows. Maybe set up. Yeah, like wait, her, have we talked about Sabine yet? We have not talked about Sabine because, oh, thank you, Sabine. because it, that's one of the parts of the few parts of like new dialogue that's in this, which is the Mando makes reference of seeking out a like new Mandalorians. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I have even odds on her to appear in some, some way. Uh, to uh, me, it makes that, more sense that she leads to the uh, like Ahsoka becoming a part of the story. Can, contact yeah yeah she could be the one who's like well i know someone who could help you out yeah you know let me put you in touch she's not a jedi but she's kind of a jedi <laughs> she just pulls out her iphone and just like goes through her contacts uh, yeah her mando phone doot, doot, doot. i will be Ahsoka. so excited if sabine shows up oh my gosh that's like that's where I'm at. Is like is the like why is no one talking about? It? Everyone's excited about Ahsoka because supposedly because she's the bigger character. But yeah. I'll be I'll be honestly more excited to see Sabine than Ahsoka. Ahsoka will be mind blowing. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I'm I'm just surprised I haven't seen more conversation around the fact that it's like oh yeah. well if Ahsoka's showing up that sure to me seems like that's as close to a confirmation as I'm gonna get uh, that. The minute I see somebody with a a Mandalorian helmet and some tinted hair, I'm just going to (laughs) scream. How would you see their tinted hair if you also saw the helmet? She's holding it in her hand. I I also doesn't follow that rule about never take it off. It it would be, uh, be, they should play it for laughs where she shows up with helmet on and then immediately just pops it off to start talking to him. And he's like, Whoa, wait, what the hell? (laughs) That's uh, that's just not done. My ma'am. It's a, it's a, it's obscene, Put put your helmet back on my gosh. Yeah, what if he finds out that his little sect is not as um, reliable as he thinks it is, or Mandalorianish? Does he start questioning his Mandalorianness? It's going to be like being brought up a certain religion and then meeting anyone else in a slight offshoot of your religion. Yeah, he'll start saying, "This is the way." Is this the way? (laughs) Is this the way? (laughs) All right. Well, could I be more excited? Not really. 
Is it Friday? It's it not. Is, it is in fact not Friday. All right. So well, close. Call me when it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just run over. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way to wait. This is the wait. Yeah. This is yeah. when I hit play. <laughs> well, only you, you uh, that, several everybody. more days. Only several more days. Indeed. Indeed. I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, so until then. We're back, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Let's Talk About Star Wars. Hope you enjoyed it. We do indeed still have an inbox. Let's talk about Star Wars at gmail.com. Go check it out. Send Fill emails up. there. Fill her up. Indeed. Go check it out. Oh, wait, no. It's feedback at Let's Talk About Star Wars.com, isn't it? I always forget that we yes, even know is. that damn thing. Correct. Every other yep. podcast I do has a Gmail. Hmm. And uh, that email slipped the show notes. So there. You have it. Uh, but write in, everybody. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, we, we love reading them. And we're glad to be back. Uh, before we go, we want to thank uh, Andrew Allen Trio for our intro and outro music. You can find more of their work over at andrewallenmusic.com. And if uh, somehow you find folks are unaware of Tom Merritt and Jenny Josephson's other work out there, uh, Jenny, where can folks find you? Uh, walking around Disney. Did you know that in the early days of the pandemic, Matt and I were so sad that we had not gotten to see Ride of the Resistance, Rise of the Resistance, that we just, uh, I, I would tell Matt how I would relax when I was super stressed out in the beginning of the pandemic and how I would do it was imagining myself walking around Disneyland. And so we did a podcast from our phones, which was intentionally lo-fi, uh, in which we did, I think, like six or so episodes where we just walked around Disneyland in our minds and and made choices and talked about Disney things. And uh, it was so fun that we might do a Christmas episode. Uh, so anyway, you can find that uh, on uh, Spotify and all places that podcasts are, but it lives on Anchor, which means that you actually can like, you know, do little voicemail-y things back to us. Uh, let's walk about Disney. Ah! Oh, you way to brand it <laughs> way to brand. This is the first I've heard of it, Jenny. Yeah, it was not meant to be a thing. It was meant to be like a coping mechanism, but we recorded it. Usually, I'm, usually my experience with you on Twitter, Jenny, is shouting agreement at political opinions uh, without actually <laughs> replying to it. Um, and, and that's it. And going, man, I miss let's talk about Star Wars. But now I don't need to do that anymore. Let's walk around Disney. You are uniquely bad. qualified to enjoy this podcast. <laughs> I am. Uh, Tom Merritt, how about yourself? I would like to write you all an email once a week, just telling you how my week was and what I've been up to. So uh, sign up, freetomnewsletter.com. It seems like it's a newsletter about freeing Tom. Yeah, it's uh, it frees me from the burden of telling someone about my week. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Uh, I am going back to school again and at the moment taking a copywriting class and the amount of times they are beating me over the head with, oh, are you making a thing? You should have a newsletter. Um, it's alarming. And then I look at you and and like our friend, Justin Robert Young, who I'm not even sure if he still does his newsletter. Yeah. Andrew Maine beat into Justin Robert Young, who then beat into me that you must have a newsletter. So now I will pass along the pressure to you. They're a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. Thank mm -hmm. you, uh, uh, Tom Kenobi. I appreciate it. <laughs> 
Uh, folks, you can you you can uh, make you can imagine I have a newsletter by going to amove.tv and seeing my week laid before you in the form of every new damn podcast that I put out because it's posted there right on the homepage. Every single podcast is the most recent episode shown to you. It's right there. It auto updates when new episodes get posted. So go to amove.tv, get this podcast, and then check out my uh, my array of other video game related podcasts over there. Oh, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, I got a virtual reality headset and bought star Wars squadrons. And I literally teared up a little bit the first time I played it. Um, yeah, I had a religious experience. It's very (laughs) religious. You should, uh, did you, have you played the one where you get to wander around until you find Darth Vader whose name I don't remember. I believe that game is called Vader immortal and no, I haven't. It's terrifying. I I've heard it's, it's quite scary, but, uh, all I know, uh, is that, I was in an X-Wing cockpit and I looked to my right and watched my, my S foils deploy. And I was just like, <clears throat> it was amazing. Also head checking is really good in that game. Uh, so it's just an unfair advantage. I think to have a headset, just saying, just saying, but that's going to wrap it up for this episode of let's talk about star Wars until next time I have spoken. This is the way. Ahsoka. Oh, <laughs> Thank you.